I am Angel. And I'm Anne Marie. And you're listening to the Ladies of Selling LA Luxury Luxury Podcast. And we are super excited because today we're going to be talking about myths of real estate. Yeah. So this is just part one of many parts. We're not going to be able to cover all of them in one season. There's a lot of myths out there. One season, I'm at one episode. (laughs) But yes, there's a lot of myths out there, like tons of myths. Um, But you want to jump in? How are you feeling? I feel good. Ready to jump in? I'm ready to jump in. You don't want to waste any time? I'm not wasting time. Okay, let's do this. The first one, that you need a huge amount of money down. I feel like everyone always says that it's 20%. So a lot of people, without even asking, just assume that they have to save 20%. Well, when I meet people in there and we start to talk about real estate, because obviously it's like, what do you do? I'm a real estate agent. What do you do? Oh, I would love to buy property, but I don't have that much money to put down. Yeah. It's the biggest myth I swear I hear. So the best part is, though, is it's definitely old news, guys. 20% down is not happening. Old news. But I definitely want to toot my own horn for a second. She's (laughs) She's about to toot. A few times. (laughs) But for the first one. So Amory over here, if you don't remember, she's the OG, triple OG. I am. I closed on her to be my partner. I'm a really good closer because she has all the experience. So when I ever get to trump her and like she doesn't know something, I'm like, And she's trying to trump me every day. Yeah. I just, I'm proud. I mean, she's excited about getting into business. My third year in the business and she's been doing the 17. So it doesn't happen very often. So when it does, I'm going to just take. But I will toot your horn too. You are killing it in those three years. I appreciate that. Not three years yet. Two and some change. Um, Two and some change. But so I was able to teach Amory a little something uh, recently, which Mm -hmm. is um, most people will say, oh, I know that there's an FHA program. That's the lowest that you can go down. And it has to be FHA, which is three and a half percent. percent. Right. So when we started talking about this, Amory's like, yeah, of course, it's less than 20 percent. There's FHA at three and a half percent. And I was like, but Amory, that's not the lowest down payment. And she was like, what are you talking about? Yes, it is. And I was like. Even outside down payment assistance programs, they're still a lower conventional program. And she's like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. I'm like, you can put down 3% in a conventional program and still get approved for a loan. Yes. And she's like, why is no one talking about this? (laughs) Exactly. We need to tell more people. We do. So, yes, it is such a myth. FHA is not your only option. I also want to kind of clear out. FHA was kind of designed for people that had low income or not the best credit because Mm -hmm. the interest rate stays the same. Yes. Now, conventional, however, like your interest rate can can be dictated on what your credit score is. And it can be a significant difference. Like we're talking like, you know, a quarter to a percentage difference depending on where you range. Mm -hmm. So that's the benefit in FHA. But there are other things that are not beneficial. Yeah. But you can get into a conventional program with 3% down. Um, Which is fantastic. It's it's really crazy. There's also down payment assistance programs. They're not as common. It's really hard. They're not as common here, I should say, because the market is so hot right now. Mm -hmm. And you need more time to be able to close. But we could definitely do... If you guys would love to hear about it, let us know. We'll do uh, an episode on it. Absolutely. But FHA is not the lowest down payment program. Mm -hmm. There is a rate difference, um, you know, for the same buyer from, um, like I said, the... The quarter to one percent for the conventional programs. If you're credit, if you could be the exact same type of qualifications besides credit scoring, there'll be a rate difference. So that right. full disclaimer: we're not here to mislead you. Um, but I think it's good, especially now in LA or anywhere. To be honest with you, with interest rates 
slowly rising right now, but with slowly, right? Okay. They're, they're jumping. They're like, jumping. One day it was like a whole percentage. I know. I think this morning, <laughs> but with prices so high, like we have clients that have been saving and saving and saving, trying to get that conventional. Um, but if you're saving and you're trying to do a 5% or 10% or 20% down with prices rising, that same five or 10 that you were shooting for really only needs to be three. And I think because there are so many people who understand that your credit score is important and they would qualify for that 3%, they don't Mm -hmm. have to do an FHA. It really opens up a lot for people. Absolutely. And like just speaking on the prices rising, Mm -hmm. so while you're waiting to save that 5, 10 or 20%, you're just going to end up buying a smaller property for the same amount of money. So yeah, definitely. I think the best myth to break is 20% down and that FHA is the lowest program, which it's not. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good job. One myth down. And I got to teach my partner something. She did. She did. All right. The next one. I know all of the realtors out here are going to hate me for saying this. Yeah, they're going to hate us. <laughs> don't hate us. But let's be honest. You don't have to have a real estate agent to facilitate a transaction. You don't have to. You don't have to, right? So let's, like, break through this. I know we have a lot of, like, Should. egos in the business. And they're like, just a few. A lot. And so they get offended or they're like, they'll make you feel stupid when you say, like, I can do this myself. We're not here to tell you that. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to have a real estate agent. No. But is it beneficial? Absolutely. Depending. Because I'll say not all real estate agents are the same. That's true. So if you have an expert in the field, someone that brings you uh, value, that can, like, work for you 24-7, protect you, um, ends up, like, netting you more money because they say on average someone that sells their house with a realtor ends up netting 25% more than someone that doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have all of that, why would you not want to? I'll give you guys an example. So let's break down a number, right? So on a million-dollar home, let's follow the average 25% netting rule. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a potential $250,000 being left on the table, right? So all because you're trying to avoid paying potentially sixty dollars to $75,000 in commissions. Yeah. So you're essentially leaving almost $200,000 of net profit on the table just because you're, you were like, well, I can do it myself. Um, now, with that being said, I will definitely say not every realtor is rated the same. No, and you really have to, in that first initial meeting, you really have to vet them out. Like, what are they bringing to the table? What are they doing differently? Like, one of the things that I talk about um, with our team is the three Ps. If you have a realtor that's going to put it on the MLS, put up a sign and pray... Or tell you whatever number you want to hear. It's not going to work. Yeah, there needs to be a strategy. Like, even in today's market, that's a seller's market. Will that strategy work? Absolutely. Potentially. We're seeing price decreases because we are. Yeah. But you need an agent that's going to go over and above. And that's why it's so important to have an agent, not just sell it yourself. Yeah. And we'll definitely go over an episode of like what to look for in a realtor. That's not this, but I just want to make sure like, you know, you don't have to have a real estate agent. Um, but you definitely have to make sure you vet one cause you're leaving tons of money on the table. And then really quickly, the buyer does not pay the realtor. So the seller does on a typical transaction. Sometimes mm-hmm. we have off market deals that differ, but like right. if you're a buyer and you're listening to this and you're like, well, 
I don't have the funds to pay that. So it's not the same as a seller that has the net proceeds that already has the property. Right. Don't worry. You don't have to worry about it. You just need someone that's going to work 24 hours around clock for you in this crazy market. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to have a real estate agent. But we offer so much more than just. Yeah, but there's going to be people. Yeah, but there's going to be people that aren't, you know, in this area. Reach out to us if you have questions on what to look for. We'll do a whole episode on it. But. Mm Yeah, it's like if you're just going to go pick the first person that's going to give you the number that you want to hear, then you might as well just sell it yourself. Yeah, you know, it's true. So, okay, myth number two down. Woo! Let's go. (laughs) Okay, myth number three. Take it away. It's smarter or cheaper to buy a fixer in this hot market. False. Not true at all. Not Not true true at all. So, okay, let's be fair. If you're extremely handy, you're one of the you do construction. You're someone that's one of those. DIY people, which I envy so much because I spend so much money paying Wait, people like that. Wait, have you seen those DIYs that are like, they have like the Pinterest fails, like people try to do something that they see on Pinterest and it doesn't work? No, but that, I should do that. It would probably be entertaining. I don't even try. It would be entertaining. <laughs> like, it would be entertaining. I know my place. That's not my <laughs> That's place. That's not my place either, but like... I'm sure you have too, because a lot of times we separate, right? We divide and conquer, so we don't, you know, we're not going to showings together. No. But I walked into houses that people are trying to DIY, yes. and it's horrible. Actually, let's be honest. I, we've walked into some properties where even contractors have looked like they're trying oh to DIY. Oh, my gosh. So, it's, again, they're not all rated the same. Okay. But, if I, you, but what, tell me? Stacy and Eric's house? You couldn't open the door because you would hit the stove. <laughs> it's supposed to be a lazy Susan in there, but you couldn't hit because the stove was in the way. Come on. Which one was the house that had the shower in the center? I don't even remember. I like the living area. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. We've seen, we've seen it all, I swear. But the point is... If you are in control of the process and you're efficient and you're skilled, yes. Getting a distressed property, getting something under market value, something that's hideous because that's not where the emotional buyers are running and overbidding on because everyone's terrified of a project. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can score. But if you are not that... You have a lot of things to consider. A lot to consider. First of all, construction costs have gone just as high as home prices. Yeah, materials, labor, gas prices. So yeah, yeah everything, everything is more expensive now. But time frames. If you can even listen, you have to find a contractor that's dedicated to you, first. and they cost a lot of money usually, a ton of money. But I will say this, and please don't hate me if you're in the business because I'm obviously a real estate agent. But I always have this saying: I don't know who's worse, a realtor or a contractor. Literally, like, I can't tell you how many realtors have promised the world to people and then they end up better, end up coming to us because they failed them over and over again. Yeah. But even worse, I can't tell you, personally, not just our clients, Mm -hmm. but even personally, we've fired and hired and fired and hired so many groups of contractors Mm -hmm. and skilled labor workers because they start and they all do really well the first two weeks Mm -hmm. and then because they want to impress us it's almost like dating right but it only lasts two weeks like dating at least you have probably no I would hope a year (laughs) depends six months depends on who you're dating Okay, well, at least they show you sooner than later. They do. But that's what these contractors do, too. Yeah. Even if you give them small payment disbursements, yeah. they still stop showing up. Yeah, and excuses. The excuses are ridiculous. Or they start coming back and asking for more money. Yeah. So, 
that and then also so one of the things that we tell our clients to consider because this has happened many times and for myself personally I can tell you that we were looking at a certain price point and we're like okay let's just take the project on we got under contract for a property way under market value Mm -hmm. and then once we had bids on contracts and time frames and holding costs of all of the expenses to hold two mortgages Mm -hmm. at the same time it made more sense for us to increase our budget significantly because we'd be we'd be putting less out of pocket mm-hmm. um, and and then go after something turnkey. Well, I think that's so important that you said is a lot of people don't think about holding costs. They think about, okay, I'm going to buy a fixer. I'm going to have whoever it is, whether it's a contractor, my mom, my dad, you know, whoever's coming in to fix it up. But now you're living wherever you're living, right? So it might be a, um, you might be in a rental or you yeah. might be paying your own mortgage looking to, you know, upside, downsides, whatever the case may be. A lot of people don't think about, okay, now I'm paying not only the construction costs, but I'm paying holding costs. A mortgage, a second mortgage or a rental cost. PITI. Everything. Principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. Yeah. On top of that, anything else that goes wrong in the property that you're living in, the one, like things that show up in the property that you're buying. Mm -hmm. So like we always say before you jump into the idea of getting a fixer because you want to save money, Mm -hmm. like what are your intentions? What do you have control over? Do you have control over the timeline? Are you the one doing the work? And then we also put two different spreadsheets together. So you yeah. need to see one if you're buying an underpriced market value home to get a deal and and then what would the material labor and holding costs be? And then it calculates how much out-of-pocket expenses you actually end up having. And we always mm-hmm. put a buffer. Someone says it might take six months. It could take a year. Yeah, add to it. Yeah, so, and then we do another one if we were to increase the purchase price with a turnkey home that has nothing wrong with it, how much money would you be putting down? And you'd be shocked to, like, when you see some Sometimes, like maybe one is like two hundred thousand down, and then like a turnkey. But then with the construction, it's like five hundred thousand down, and you're like, "Holy shit! What did I just do?" But again, in the intern, you just think, "Oh, it's only going to cost me one hundred fifty or two hundred thousand, and I can have it my way." But really, in the end, it's five hundred thousand. Yeah, you just never know. Yeah, so it's alarming. So whoever you are working with, the myth is that it's not always the right case. It's not always a a hot and ready thing. Sometimes a turnkey ready home, even if there's a hot one on the market and there's, you know, multiple offers, offers, might actually end up saving you money later and a headache and a bunch. Who knows? Once you start breaking down walls, once you start removing things, shit just always hits the fan. There's always something else wrong. Of course. So it's false. False, false. It could not be for you. So whoever you're working with, make sure you have those spreadsheets. Um, Make sure that they're like calculating your out of cost expenses, the headache that comes along with it, what are the time frames? Um, you need the blueprint. Yes, that's why we're here. The, uh, our mistakes, your blueprint. I'm just kidding. Our secrets, your blueprint. Yes. I've done the mistakes, even in the construction side. <laughs> Wait, that's another episode. I know. Don't give them that. Okay. Okay. Well, but yeah, so those that's this is our part one of part one of the myths of buying real estate. There's gonna be many, many parts to come. Many. But we hope that you guys got some value out of this. We totally appreciate you for tuning in. Yes, we're excited. And we love you guys. And until next time, beautiful humans. Namaste. Namaste.